Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mary B. Welcome to the The Happiest Happiest Girls Podcast. Episodes will drop every Monday morning, and each week we'll be tackling a new topic, chatting about motherhood, singlehood, health, wellness, and everything in between. Tune in each week as we discuss what it means to be the happiest girl. Hey, Kate. Hey, Mary B. How's it going? Not as well as you're going. Yeah, you look a little little bleak over here. Kate's asked me if I was alive when she walked in. That's the vibe. Marin was like, well, we went to the New York Public Library today in Bryant Park because Mary B. had found that they were having a little family day at one of the exhibits, and it was so cute. It was precious. But Marin, after Mary B. left, she was like, wow, I can't believe she's alive after her night last night. I was like, yeah, it's called rollover minutes <laughs> yeah it's called rollover minutes and my minutes have expired um yeah i'm right now i'm on my newsletter i'm in my newsletter era if you will so i have subscribed to all these like new york uh like newsletters like the public library that yeah. i'm super into the new york historical society things like that and like my run club's newsletter like the tribeca citizen you know you gotta stay informed on your neighborhood things you're really embracing becoming a new yorker people do put things on for the community and i just never that's never really been part of our lives i feel like we haven't really done those events like outside of our school and stuff yeah i will say that even at the new york public library like there really weren't that many people which was nice because, like, Dictator and her little friend could run around uninhibited. But, you know, like, you would think there would be more people in there. People aren't reading their newsletter. I guess not. So, anyway, yeah. Was, I guess I, I mean, it wasn't even rollover minutes. I think I just really wanted to do everything that I had to do today. And so I just compartmentalized. Mm. But if you want to know what I've been doing the last hour, I went... Well, do you want to tell us what you did last night that that led oh. to this moment? Like, pretend that you're watching a show and it goes 48 hours yeah, earlier. Or 24 hours earlier. Let's back up. 24 hours earlier. At 6 p.m., I had a meeting that ended, closed the laptop, getting ready because... My friend, Bailey, shout out Bailey, today's her birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, girly to swirl. You. Yeah. So fun, so fun. Happy birthday. Um, she had somehow gotten a reservation at the Nines in Nolita, which is the restaurant. And it was like prime time, too. 8.15, prime time. So mm. great snack. And it's the restaurant that's above Acme, which is this fun club. And so the the magic of getting a reservation at the Nines for prime time is you just walk right down to the club. You don't have to deal with any of those, the mean bouncers or the just the game of trying to get into a club, which is when you're an average Joe, which is just awful. Uh, I hate it. Excuse you. What? I'm not an average Joe. I'm not, like, an influencer. Like, if you have... Let's specify what you mean here. Like, I mean, like, if you don't have, like, pull. Like, you're not a celebrity, you're not an influencer. Like, they let those people write in. Or, like, if you have a table. You're you're a layperson is what you're saying. A layperson. Yeah. Anyway. Around 6 p.m., 
I didn't know this was happening at the time. Cut to my friend Bailey. She gets a text from the nines. Um, your table has been double booked, and so you no longer have your reservation tonight. And sorry. But I think it also had offered them like a $200 voucher when, like next time she had a reservation. So good, pretty good customer service. Mm-hmm. It seemed pretty clear to me that someone more important Definitely. had called and asked for an 815 reservation for five, and we were kicked out of the bar. 100% was what happened. <sighs> Which, you know, I guess is just the way of New York City but and the world. But here's the thing. My friend Bailey is a lawyer. Woo! And well, I she just is really great at asserting herself which doesn't come as naturally to me but she has to do it every day at work and so she's well practiced so she calls the nines i don't know what transpired what she said but by the end of the phone call we had a 10 p.m reservation in the piano room for five completely comped yes so So we were feeling pretty good. So then, quick pivot, we went to this Mediterranean restaurant for, like, dinner. I can't, I'm not going to reveal, I'm not going to blow up the Mediterranean restaurant spot, but it was bad. But, Mm. like, the food wasn't that bad. It was kind of bad, but Mm. it took a really long time to get our food to the table. That was our main complaint, only because we were stressed about our reservation at the Nines. We were like, we have to get there on time, like... They're going to give up our table. Again, we are not, we are just, you know, lay people. So we're just like, we got to be there. Nobody's holding the table for you. Exactly. So anyway, we went there, rushed over to the nines. And which, by the way, like when you're at a restaurant and it's taking forever for food to get to you. And like, I know it's hard being a waiter. It's not your fault. But I was like, he was like, oh, it'll be out in the next 10 minutes. And like the next 10 minutes would have been like, at 9.55, and our reservation's at 10. And I was like, oh, like, we can't do that. And he was just like, well, I- I'm sorry. I was like, okay, like, that doesn't help me. Like, that's solution. Like, right. what, like what's, <laughs> I don't know. I, for some reason, I was just frustrated. Like, okay, I'm sorry. Is It's not going to help me. Like, I didn't say anything. But I was like, like, what else would you say in that moment? Like, what would you want to hear? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there's not... He can't... Because you're right. Like, he can't go back into the kitchen and make the food himself. Right. Like, so it's not his fault. But I was just, like, annoyed in general, I guess. So, anywho, we went. And don't worry, our table... They didn't seat us for another 30 minutes. So we sat in, like, they have, like, a front room that's not back into the piano room yet, and it's, like, a front cocktail bar. And it was taking a while for them to seat us, so this lovely, lovely waitress named Hannah came up and was like, you guys say I'm going to bring you out, like, a comped bottle of champagne, like, we're so sorry for this wait. And we were like, okay. And But then we all turned to each other, and she was like, it's all gone. But that still, I thought, was really nice. Like, Yeah, it's, like, nice to put in the effort. Yeah, you know. like, amazing customer service. Because also that girl might not have known that the rest of their meal was going to be called. No, she too. didn't. She didn't. So she so. did it as if, like, she didn't know. Exactly. So that was really nice. And then they took us back, and they treated us like kings and queens. It was amazing. I can't say enough good things about the nines. Uh, it was amazing vibes in there. I loved it. And it was nice, like, to not be paying for anything, too. That's always yes, a plus. definitely. So, yeah, 10 out of 10. I would go back if I could get back in there. Mm-hmm. But it felt like it was just, like, you know, a lucky thing that happened. 
So, you know, I really wasn't planning on drinking a lot last night. But then I got a text message that said all our drinks are going to be comped. You know, so, like, what are you supposed to do with that information? Girl math, you're making money. Like, I would lose money yeah, if, if I didn't, didn't drink, drink exactly. you know, an, to an appropriate amount. So, Love yeah. It. So then we went down to Acme, Acme danced there for a while. Um, and I got in trouble because I touched the, di- the disco ball. Mm. The bouncer came over and said, don't do that. I was like, okay, I won't. And then he stood there just for like 10 seconds, I think, to intimidate me. I was like, sir, I do what I'm told. (sighs) Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. It like shook me. He was like this huge man. He was like, don't do that. I was like, oh my God, so sorry. Don't ever be intimidated by those people, you know. But he was so large. I was like, what's he going to do to you? He's not going to put his hands on you. (sighs) I don't know. I don't know. scary. But anyway. That just... that's the patriarchy at work right there. It's just That we have to be in fear for a bouncer. I know. Oh, my God. Club. I'm always in fear. Do you not always live in fear? Oh, absolutely. I always live in fear. But, so, yeah. Self-preservation. Exactly. That's like someone, there's some, I don't know, I saw some, probably it was a TikTok video, but I'll say that I read it somewhere. It it was like, what are men most afraid of versus what are women most afraid of? And men are most afraid of women laughing at them, and women are most afraid of men killing them. Yeah, I've seen that. Sorry, I read that one time, too. We probably (laughs) read the same. We must have read read the same article in PubMed. (laughs) Read the same book, yeah. Wow, crazy. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, that's like this one. Actually, I actually legitimately did read this. It's called, like, Cat Club. Cat Clyde, I think, is the author. It was back when I was working for a publishing company, so I got, like, the books before they hit the market. So I read this one that must be out now, but one of the things that she talked about was how, like, men don't appreciate enough that when you go out on a first date for women, it would be the equivalent of a man going out on a first date with, like, a bear, and yeah. like be, being alone in a car with a bear, like I don't know, like being in a, a, a situation alone anywhere, like with a bear, a stranger, your safety's yeah. at risk, all right. that stuff. Like you're always putting your yourself at risk. So, because anyway. I think that is like what sometimes a barrier for, of course, not our happiest men that are listening. Love you, uh, but I think for a lot of men, understanding that we don't know the difference. Between, right. We can't just look at you and and un, and know that you're gonna hurt me or you're not gonna hurt me. Like look at Ted Bundy for example. Right. He had the riz. He and that's had why the he riz. got all the girlies. Yeah. So like, you know, I don't know you from yeah. Adam. Like I'm gonna treat you as if you can hurt me until I've you know feel yeah, comfortable. Like if I'm on the street and a man is walking too close behind me alert is up like right. i am wondering why are you so close behind me are you gonna kidnap me yeah so no like, matter what who you are i'm gonna teach my sons if i ever have any god willing to be like those videos that are like tell uh, making sure a woman knows i'm not a threat oh my god those like, are my favorite content is like they're like Oh my god, Taylor Swift the best. Yeah. Like, how do I let women know I'm not a threat? Yeah. Oh That's my how god. my sons are going to be. I love those videos. Love that for so. you. Wait, will you hand me my Gatorade? <laughs> <laughs> we're, I need we're to deep. refuel up. 
I really didn't drink that much last night. I just want everyone to You're know. You're just over I just 25. I'm older now, and I drank enough, you know. I drank enough. Yes, yes. That's why I really just don't drink anymore. Mm-hmm. So. Me either, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Starting today. I'm just um, That's the thing, though, is every time I drink, like, to an amount where I actually get drunk, I have no desire to, like, really drink for a really long time. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, I'm off the sauce. For, like, like another six months. You're, like, I'm good. I had a... Yeah. I had a nice, good good blowout. Six months is a little expensive, but... Okay. <laughs> but after a while, like, I'm, 30. like, I, like, don't even want alcohol for a while. Like, we'll I'm, like, over check it. back in next weekend, and we'll see how Mary's done. That's the thing is, like, I do have some events next weekend, so... What are you gonna do? I definitely will will not be drinking a lot though. Like it was just like the comps. Like I just was like she was like you want another? I was like there was nothing to keep me you know to say no. Like no like, reason. Like your it's not like your bank account was saying no. Again, I am a layperson. When in my life I'm gonna be somewhere like the nines? You're just a drinking girl. for free. You know, not until you're dating someone. Exactly. So we gotta take advantage. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um. And then today we had that cute little thing with little dictator. Yes. It was such a joy. She was running around. I also want to go to the, I think the author's name is Eric Carl. Okay. He does um, Baby Bear, Baby Bear, What Do You See? Yeah. Those I books see and like, a... and um, the Hungry Caterpillar, Very Hungry Caterpillar. He There's a museum at the South Seaport Museum downtown oh, or down by me. That'd be fun. So... Trying to find, you know, activities for the mm-hmm. fall and winter. So if anybody knows of any more, I think we also are gonna go see Sesame Street. There's like a off Broadway Sesame oh, Street. Cute. That runs through December thirty first. So yeah, I gotta come hit to that. that up. Well, if you go on the and this is a PSA for anyone listening in New York and probably in your town as well, I don't feel like libraries get you know, the clout that they deserve because at least in New York, they put on so many events. And so if you look up the New York Public Library's website, you can filter for age, type of activity, and location. So you could click into the Battery Park. Yeah, like they have a reading hour and stuff like that. Yeah, they do. And everything's free, so you can take advantage. Actually, it's your tax dollars at work. Yeah, exactly. So it isn't really free. So you already you already paid for it. It's yeah. kind of like when you get like a gym membership. Like yeah. you got to use that those funds. And also, at least at the New York Public Library, the Bryant Park one, I thought the exhibit, and we were just in one exhibit, I thought it was fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like they had one of Charles Dickens' writing desks. They had this really cool ballet outfit, like tutu from like forever ago. They Wait, had the, should we blow up George Washington's spot? Yeah, George. Together, that was George. embarrassing. No, I'm just kidding. Embarrassing. Sorry to interrupt you, but they had the his original farewell address that he pen wrote, um, and the first word was scribbled out. My man messed up the first yeah, word. Yeah, he fumbled right right from the get-go. right from the beginning. But they also had the original stuffed animals from the um, guy who wrote Winnie the Pooh. So, and this was literally just in like one small exhibit. So, if yeah. you're ever visiting New York or if it's like a rainy day, go check out the New York Public Library. For sure. And this exact exhibit, I think it was called the Polinsky exhibit. Yeah. It also had the Constitution 
Uh, one of, there's like a seven copies of the Constitution that it was like handwritten by Thomas Jefferson. So one of them is at this exhibit, and there's also um, one of the Bill of Rights, and there's also a f- first um, edition Wealth of Nations, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. So yeah, that was great. Fun, I thought fun things, fun. So fun many things, things that are at our fingertips. Yes. So. Yeah, I thought it was really a nice thing that they did just for the kids. They yep. could run around and just be their little selves. It was so cute. Yeah, it was so cute. Yes. And then volunteered today, and then went to a bar where I watched Notre Dame lose to Clemson. Oh, they did lose. Tough day for the Irish. You know, I'll tell a little story. Do tell. About two years ago. When Spencer and I were, so this would have been, I guess, three years ago, probably, when Spencer and I were planning our first wedding pre-COVID, this was before COVID had hit, and our wedding was going to be same day as Clemson-Notre Dame game. Oh, my God. You know, that that wreaked havoc amongst the family, but I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I didn't go to Notre Dame, and neither did my husband, so... So, bye. So, we compromised with, we were also going to rent out the men's grill, at the place we got married, and we were going to have it on the TV. And then, of course, COVID happens. So no football. We just had, like, a small, like, 10-person wedding. Fast forward again. Happened again. Notre Dame Clemson. On, on our, your wedding? On, your our, wedding. on our redo. You're kidding. But, you know, we did we did lose, I'm sure, some people to the game. But that's okay. If, if, you, if you care about that more than us. Oh, my God. Your anniversary is coming up. Three yeah. days. What are you guys going to do? Monday. Um, on Thursday, we're going to go to Teresi Guys, for today's dinner. anniversary. This is going to drop. Oh, yeah. The sixth. Happy It'll be our th- th- third anniversary. Wow. Can you believe we made it? Duh. Most people, I feel like, statistically, they get divorced in, like, the first year or the seventh year. And I think a lot of the times after the first year when your baby is one. So we beat the odds, at least for those Amazing. statistics. So want check one odd beat off the list. Now you just have to make it to eight. You know what? That could eight. be our podcast topic today. Do you have any questions about marriage? Oh shoot! I was ready for this. Kate just ask me questions. Turned, <laughs> turned it around on me. Okay, yeah. Let's what talk what do you think marriage. our listeners would want to know? I feel like they'd want to know. I feel like they'd want to know like what. Here's one. What signs you saw when you were dating that... This, that's literally what I was thinking. That, like, why okay, I wanted me, to marry... Let oh, me sorry, sorry. What signs <laughs> you saw that when you were dating that you can even look back in hindsight that, like, was a show that Spencer would be a good husband that you, like, still see today? Well, first of all, if I want to say that when we started dating, we were 23. So, like, obviously, we're much different people in a, in a good way now than when we're 30. When you're 23, you're still, like, young, wild, crazy. Kind of like me at 26. And, yeah. Because Midwest 23 is, like, a New York 26 that time. Yeah. And we were, yeah, because we were in Chicago. But I, like, in the beginning, like, I would pick fights and, like, stuff like that and, like, try to, like, push him away. And he never left. Like, even, like, when we were fighting, he'd be like, I'm not leaving. Like, I'm not leaving until we work this out. And, like, of course we have arguments and we have tiffs, big, small, whatever. But, like, even to this day, he has a better under... Like, I'm 
I don't know how you are. Like, when, I, when I'm... Me or the listeners? You. Oh. When I'm in a fight with someone, like, I need a second to, like, regroup because I can have a really sharp tongue and I don't want to say something, like, stupid and then regret it. Mm-hmm. So I like to take a, uh, take a moment, take a beat, get my thoughts together, and sometimes even, like, figure out, like, why am I so upset? Because mm-hmm. sometimes in the moment I'm, like maybe I'm like just hormonal or something like that does happen I'm not perfect okay like sometimes I have like reactions that aren't necessary for the situation so I always need a moment to like collect myself whereas like Spencer wants to talk it out like right then and there and so I think and like as time goes on he's learned that like sometimes I just need a second and how long would you say is a second like a couple hours now at this point but like when we were younger I might have needed like a day Mm. and I, and he'd be like, he would never, like, he would always be okay with that. Like, he just, you know, I don't know, fought through it, poor guy, <laughs> poor guy. But, like, now our our fights are so much less, and we fight so much better because of those times. Yeah. And it was never, they were never fights, like, slamming doors, like, mm-hmm. nothing, like, serious. I don't, like, I don't know. I don't. Just, like, fights. Like, fights Yeah, like, happen. normal relationship fights. I don't want you guys to think, like, it's normal to have a ton of fights and you'll just get better at it. Like, no. Like, it's normal to have just, like, the normal amount of agreements. I don't know. And, like, I never, ever cried when I was with Spencer. Whereas, like, in a past relationship, I, like, was crying all the time. Like, he never made me cry anything but, like, happy tears. Mm. I probably made him cry. I'm just kidding. Are you, though? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I feel like my, I'm, I get more, like... I feel like this is, like, something I need to work on, but when I get in, like, disagreements, I just get, like, really, um, like, upset and emotional. So, like, I need to, like, let those feelings subside before I can even, like, form a sentence, which is probably a lot good, but... That's, I mean, but that's, that's something you'll just learn about yourself over time, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I've got four years on you, so... Give yourself some... Guys, never forget that Kate has four years... Like, guys, remember, I'm younger. She's so when the, you see she's Kate, the baby. When you see Kate more fabulous than me, no. just remember, I'm, I'm older. four years behind. Yes. Okay. It's, not, it's, not, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's time is against you. Okay, so, so long story short, it was that he never left and that you... He, like... Yeah, like, even though I... You. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I just... I don't know. I just, like, always knew. Like, he, we had similar ethics, morals. Mm -hmm. Like, he was a really hard worker. Like, he had that ambition that I wanted. And I don't know. Like, I knew he'd be a really good dad and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. And, like, nobody is perfect, of course. Like, I'm not perfect. He's not perfect. But, and I think also we, we were both at the time... We had come out of, like, serious relationships, but, like, we'd both, like, healed from them, and we were kind of both in a position of, like, I'm okay no matter what. So, mm-hmm. like, we were whole yeah. by ourselves, right. and then, like, together we're even better, which yeah. I think is really important. Like, yeah. you shouldn't look to someone as, like, being, like, your other half. Like, mm-hmm. you should be whole on your own, and you just make each other shine brighter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another important thing to remember for sure for sure I feel like that's there's also that's a great place to be in when you're going out and dating is you know like you're 
not like so like oh my gosh like must be in a relationship but you're like okay like if this happens great if not then yes it's cool because you have to spend the rest of your life with this person like that's a long time so like say you're 30 say you live to to be 90 like that's 60 years you're gonna be with someone like don't settle because because what could happen maybe is like then you might get divorced when you're like in your late 40s or whatever and like that's not when you want to have to be worrying about that when you have kids and like other like more serious responsibilities like figure it out now in your 20s 30s and try to do it right and don't just like wait and be patient until the right thing comes around because what's another couple years compared to like a lifetime of unhappiness with someone that you just settled with mm-hmm. um i have like three things to say okay number one have you seen that like taylor swift probably not because you're probably on a taylor swift talk mm. but actually i might have seen this on reels but this taylor swift video where she's like 25 and giving an interview and I think it's actually with Katie Couric. Shout out to my Shout girl, Katie. Casey. She's the best. And um, she asks her, I hope it was with her. It might not have been. But regardless, love you, Katie. Mm-hmm. So um, she's asking her, where do you see yourself in the next 10 years? And she's 25 at the time. And she was like, oh, like, I'll be like... Oh, no. Maybe she was younger, like 23. Because I think she says she's like, I'll be 33 turning 34. So she must be in about 24. And she said, like, like just talking about how she doesn't know where she's going to be. And, like, she doesn't really believe in putting, like, timelines on your life. Because it can lead to, like, making dangerous decisions based off of feeling like you need to meet that mark. And I was like, oh, my God, Taylor, like. Yes. And that was, like, maybe, like, 10 years ago. So she just, I thought that was so wise. And I feel like we've talked about that before. So that's the first thing I wanted to say. The second thing was I wanted to ask you, go back to something you said. What about him made you think he was going to be a good dad? Well, I think because he cared so much for his own family, which is also, which is important. Mm -hmm. And he was great around like our nieces and nephews and just like the things he would say and like talk about and understood the importance of and how he talked about like how he always wanted to be involved as much as he could and just because he's like a, a kind person you comfortable and, over there? and just <laughs> really he's friendly my jeans are not very comfortable you have some sweats no it's okay i think you though um but just i don't know just like my instinct told me mm-hmm. just because of like the way he treated me and he was always really caring caring and nurturing with me like i knew he was going to be with our kids and like he is like he's literally obsessed with dictator he's so cute with literally her obsessed. so affectionate and i think there's a difference between like wanting to be a dad and like wanting to be like a, a good dad because it does take a lot to be a present parent especially with your when you're really busy with work but like work is never an excuse because you have to make time for your your kids and make them feel like they're a priority and I think that he's, like, slowly trying to kind of figure out that balance and, like, making sure he's home to put her to bed if he can. And mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a learning curve. Totally. I feel like we don't give men enough credit sometimes with that. Yes, especially because, and like, this is what I tell 
like some of my friends, if they ask for advice, like new moms, you have a 10 month head start because this baby grew inside of you. So you have a bond, Mm -hmm. even if you don't have like that crazy, because sometimes when you have your baby, like you don't automatically feel connected right Mm -hmm. at first, which is totally normal if Mm -hmm. you're listening to this. Mm -hmm. But, but you, your connection will always be stronger than your husband's because this baby grew inside of you. Sometimes it's feeding off of you. Like you're probably spending more time with your baby. Especially, I feel like, especially if you're the primary caregiver, like whoever's the primary caregiver is going to have a really strong bond with the child. Exactly. So you just have to kind of give them a little bit of time to adjust and get used to it. And... It doesn't mean like that there's anything wrong with your partner if they need a little time to mm-hmm. to adjust and try to figure out and like also newborn babies like they can't talk they can't interact with you so like sometimes that is also hard because like mm-hmm. now like when you say something to her and she responds or she smiles blah, 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 you know she, guys everybody she this is the first time where I legitimately felt like she recognized me <laughs> like I know that she knows me we had sometimes some of time when you guys like weren't together. sometimes I worry that she doesn't like but today she recognized me and she called me Ampy. yes she knows who you are even when I we know, were in Kansas City she was looking at photos of you she's like Aunt B I know B? but sometimes I'm like I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, maybe there's a day where her mind is elsewhere and she just doesn't remember me. But today, she ran so right up to me. I got some good snuggles. Oh. I, at one time, I feel like she called me Aunt BB. I was like, I think oh. I used the dress. Yeah. So cute. Anyway, I just wanted to brag. So. Love it. What would you think your top, what are your five, do you have like five non-negotiables for your future husband? Oh, wow. Um... Five non-negotiables. I was actually could thinking be more about... more or less, whatever. I was thinking about one today, actually. I don't know if I'd, like, thought about this one before, but for some reason it just hit me. It was I was walking off the subway today and I said, you know, I think something that's important to me is to have a partner who is a little bit, like, will stand up for me. Totally. Like, will, you know, in an appropriate way. Because yes. I think there's a fine line between being like, listen, like, I can fight my own battles yeah. and being like... That's more like controlling. Yeah, there's a fine line between controlling and, like, oh, like... Protection. Protective. Yeah. So I feel like today I realized I do want someone who is protective. Yes. And that also becomes important after you get married because then you become a family And it can sometimes be an adjustment when you get married with your own family and with your in-laws. And because all of a sudden, like, your siblings, your mom and dad, like, they're no longer, like, your family, number one. Yeah. Like, they're your your extended family. Like, you and your husband are a family now. This is just hard for me to hear. I know. I'm sorry. Even though I knew it all along. Sorry, Spencer. It has to come first. (laughs) But that's another thing. Like, Spencer always made me feel like I came first with his family, which I know is hard because it's it's sometimes hard hard for me with my own family. Also, it's weird because it's like, okay, at what point in your dating time together do you make that transition? You know what I mean? Like, when? I think it all has to just depend on the situation. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if it's something silly, like, it doesn't really matter. But if it comes to, like, how you're being treated and stuff like that, then obviously, like, if your boyfriend's not standing up for you, if his, like, mom yeah, or like someone's not being yeah. good, good to you, like, 
Because it can be hard. Like, if your mom is talking to your wife about, like, saying things that are out of pocket, even if she doesn't mean it, like, he has to be able to stand up for you. Like, that shouldn't be on you to stand. Like, because that's such an awkward dynamic. Like, he should be the one to say, stop talking to her like that. You you know what I mean? Yeah. So. So, I'd say I'd have protective up there. I I don't know if it's something that... I just feel like it's something I'd like. Yeah. I don't know if it's something that's that. I feel like I also have been meditating a lot on Ooh. how I definitely want someone who appreciates the quirkier pieces of myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I had an amazing conversation this week with a man who's just my friend. Everybody, calm down. Everybody, calm down. He's just my friend. But about... Um, this book that I had picked up that he had actually recommended to me like two years ago and I needed a new book and um it's called The Religious Sense which like is a I like it's like kind of like a philosophical book it's Mm. not something you'd pick up it's not something like it just like aligns with my like my major Mm. which Mm -hmm. is you know it's like as if you like read a nursing book like it's not like you you know everyday person on the street would latch onto that and find it interesting. Right. So, and the way that this person just so seamlessly stepped into a conversation with me about this and appreciated my thoughts and was so present in that conversation and never made me feel weird for immediately, like, talking about more like philosophical things like metaphysical things and was just like so here for it I was just like oh my god like this is so nice to just feel so safe in this space where like I really this is something about me that I like about myself and not everyone really wants to have those conversations and that's okay like it's not for everyone like not everyone is like enjoys that or like appreciates it but it's something that I really like and I like I liked being able to talk to someone that liked it as well and appreciated it in me yes so that's like that's so important that can all go under the banner of just like someone who appreciates your quirks because that's what makes you who you are yeah respects them appreciates them like finds them interesting and doesn't think like think they're weird or like dismisses them yes And I think that is some, that is like another reason why it's important to like not settle and to wait for, because I think when you're younger, I'm speaking to, you know, Mary B, because she is younger. Never forget, guys. (laughs) Kate's four years ahead. I do think when you're younger, like 21, 22, 23, 24, you're much more likely to try to mold yourself and change yourself to be what somebody, what you think somebody else wants. Right. But I can promise you it is impossible possible to keep that up mm-hmm. for the rest of your life mm-hmm. or even for a sustained period of time like I can guarantee you by the time you're 30 you're gonna be like f this I want to do what I want right. I want to be who I want like I'm so tired of this like you can kind of see it a little bit if you guys have been watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills have you watched Real Housewives I'll give you one guess no no <laughs> okay so I guess I'm just speaking out into the audience right now <laughs> All alone here. Really but like here. Kyle Richards and her husband have been together for a really long time. They have four kids. She first got married when she was 19 and had a baby when she was 19. So she never really got to have like kind of like a wild time where she got to like sow her wild oats and just like be crazy. She was literally like a mom when she was 
she was raising a baby as a baby, essentially. And now it seems allegedly that she's kind of having like a midlife crisis moment where she's like, nobody's going to tell me what to do. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to get as many tattoos as I want. Like, and it seems kind of like a rebellious teenager vibe. Mm. And like, that's the perfect example of like what can happen. I'm not saying that she wasn't like always herself throughout like her marriage and stuff, but I just think it's important to always be true to yourself and always feel that way like mm-hmm. no one's going to tell me what to do like be strong in your convictions mm-hmm. no from from day one and like that's another thing this is like so off topic this is more like dating than marriage but like you should always be your authentic self yeah you gotta find someone who will love you for your day authentic one. self exactly you, you create your own prison like yes. just like what i was saying which i feel like again i guess i'm in <laughs> i guess i'm in that stage where i'm just like definitely transitioned slash transitioning out of like I feel like Kate's always been very like strong in herself and not afraid to tell people to like but I really like had like a moment there where like I wasn't and then once I was like 22 I was like wow I'm never being that girl again that was embarrassing (laughs) let's not talk about that it's okay that's part of your learning totally it was such a learn it was such a learning learning moment so I feel like I'm definitely in that moment where I just have had this like an epiphany of like wait a second, like, you got to find someone who loves you for exactly who you are in your goodness and in your bad. Yes. Because if you don't, otherwise you create a prison for yourself where you're always having to strive to meet this, like, ideal that you think the person wants. But, like, like... It's you you also it's unattainable. Like, you'll never, no matter how hard you try, you'll never be perfect. And so... It's and just also a prison. Like, why would you even, is a prison. Yeah, why would you even want to be in a relationship like that anyway where you feel like you're having to try to keep that person happy? Yeah, well, it's like a moment of, like, you got to... You gotta like take care of yourself in that moment, yes. as opposed to being like, "I'll change anything if I can just have the privilege of being with this person." Yes. It's like, no, the privilege is that they are with you, exactly. sweetie. And you gotta think, like, you are like, the prize. Much like I said with you know that quirk of mine, like it's like finding someone who appreciates that, yes. like. And if someone doesn't, then it's, like, you might be a perfectly great person, but, like, you're just not the you're right person for me. You're not the one for, for me. me. And that's fine. Yeah. So that's, like, one. But also, you know, there are the norms. Like, want children. Yes. Like, want a monogamous relationship like and marriage. Um, and those are all questions you should not be afraid to ask. Yeah. Because it's better to know sooner than yeah. later. Want... Like, I think it's important to me that family is, you know, a really high priority for Mm -hmm. them. Um, Like, similar values. Yeah. I think that I've also been meditating on this recently. I feel like I'd really benefit from someone who, like, I don't know. Like, sometimes I feel like I miss things. (laughs) I would be, like, I'm horrible with directions. Like, just, like, little things. street smarts are lacking. Uh, Like, little things. Like, it's actually, you know what it was? was It was being with Elena so much last week. So it's, like, dumb and dumber. Elena was, no, Elena was, like, girl, with the spatial awareness, like, can we? She was, like, I'm going to kill you. Like, I have, I think that's something I maybe I'll start asking on dates is, like, what's, like, a, like a flaw of yours that's not really that big of a deal, but it's a beige certainly flag. a beige, like, 
I'm going to say everyone in the universe right now, my beige flag, I have horrible spatial awareness. It's so bad. Like, I will run into people on accident. I will hit you with my umbrella. I have long limbs. Like, I just, like, I'll turn around and someone will be there and I wouldn't have noticed. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. So, and Elena. But I just feel like that made me think, like, okay, like, it would be nice to have someone to, like, help me with little things like that where it's like, but it, like, not get frustrated and be like, oh, babe, your spatial awareness. Like classic, totally classic Mary B and her (laughs) spatial awareness. Growing up, Kate used to get so mad at me because I would run into her when we were walking down the street. It wasn't just her; it was everybody in her family. Sounds like something that would happen between us. (laughs) I was thinking about how I was so mean to poor Mary B. I would literally—you probably do remember this. I would when I would want to watch TV, and she was already watching TV. I think maybe mom wants you. Oh, yeah. She was always playing those little games. I'm sorry. And I was always trusting I'm blindly. Because Mary was like six and I was ten. I'd be like, mom, mom's calling you. It's all right. So I, then I would get the remote. I probably had done some little kid things that were just annoying. So you would be just, out of the I just room. know Twitch that, that like, so Raven. Dictator is going to be like that a little bit. I know that she's going to get a little bit of that from me and, like, you know, be a little bossy with her older siblings. Gotta keep that in check. I don't know. I feel like that can translate to some really positive things. Everybody's greatest strength is also their greatest weakness. So yeah, like if she's I'm a little bossy, then she's confident, sure of herself. Yeah, like I will say, like in work, like you cannot step to me. Yeah, you will lose. Like I, I am not afraid of anybody. And sometimes in nursing, like there can be a lot of politics involved with administration and like non-clinical staff. And, like, none of them will ever try me. And, like, makes me mad because I'm like, why are you going to, like, my sweet, innocent little nurse over here who isn't going to say anything? Because you know if you come to me, you're going to hear it and you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Because what you're saying doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. like if, for example, like, if, if I, don't, I don't even want to get into it because who knows? We're really off topic. Is there any? Yes. I feel, like I, gave, I feel like I gave five. Yeah, good, those were good. Those I don't were know. Good. Those are just five. You can have however many you like want. the only real non-negotiables that are like non... Well, actually, you know what? Those are things that I want, so... Yeah, those are, those are good. Non- those should be non-negotiables. Those, like family, morals, marriage, like someone who respects yeah. you and like bump, it like lifts you up and helps you shine. That's Those are good non-negotiables. That's pretty much, yeah, and, and someone who loves me. Yeah. Like, that's pretty much the gist of it. Yes. Um, so anyway, anything else you want to tell everyone I, about marriage? I will say probably my most like controversial opinion about marriage is that like sometimes your love is conditional and I think that's okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say sometimes love wants to fly first class. Yeah, well, <laughs> this love does fly first class. If anyone class, watches Love is Blind, that was yeah. a quote. He, the dad was like, sometimes love wants to fly first class. But, um, no, I don't pay for first class. I think that's a waste of money unless you're flying over five hours. But we usually get free upgrades. Shout out Delta. If you want to be a pod sponsor, let us know. Mm. Um, but I think that there can be a misconception with, like, being a ride-or-die chick. And just know that, like, that doesn't mean that you have to just be, like, walked over. Like, you can... I think there could be sometimes conditions for love. Like, with your children, your love should be unconditional. Because, like... Dictator could do literally anything, and I would still love her. But, like, if Spencer is out there misbehaving, that is a condition of our love, and he knows that. 
So just know that like being a ride or die is not a compliment in my opinion. Well, you could also frame it as like maybe if he was, you know, out I don't know. You can you around, can say like you could still love him, but it would be you would have to say actually like I you still love you, but That's, I this can, is a condition for our marriage. relationship. It's like a relationship condition versus like, like you could still I I feel True. like if Spencer stepped out, you could and you God forbid had to get a divorce. I, could I would see like you love him as like the father of my child. Beyond that, but I feel like it's a he, he you know you both have the privilege of being in a relationship with each other. Yes. If you violate the trust in that, then you don't get to engage in that way anymore. Yeah. So, like, that's different than love. It's like, you don't, like, we can't be in a relationship. Like, I may still love you, but we're not going to yes. be married anymore. Yes. That's, I think, yeah. And I, I agree. I think that sometimes it can, it can become, like, a little toxic, though, if people are like, you're supposed to stand by your man, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's all I'm saying. Like, when people talk like that, I'm like, that's not true, because then, that, then sometimes the woman is walked over because she's been told her whole life, you're supposed to stand by your man, you're supposed to da 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 mm. So, I'm just giving yeah. you permission. And I don't feel like love looks like letting people get away from things. Like, love, a lot of times, can look like you saying this is not okay and you must learn that but and you know you gotta think about yourself as well girl true think about yourself yes so okay wait hold on questions for marriage Hmm. that our listeners would want to hear Hmm. i don't know i feel like you talk a lot about the things that you and spencer do for each other every day like waking up thinking how can i make my partners very intentional about that that's really good i think you know, just remember, like, our, and, like, our relationship comes first always. Like, we were husband and wife before we were mom and dad. So, our relationship will always come first. It's so weird that you guys are mom and dad. I know. I don't believe it sometimes. I'm like, what? I'm not a mom. I'm just a baby. <laughs> Could never be me. So. It is crazy. I've been thinking about this recently, how I when I was a kid, I thought that adults, like, really... We're adults. Yeah, and now no. I just realized we're all children. Yes. Like, even adults pretending. are children. We're pretending to be adults. And as you get older, you realize, like, how young you are. Like, I feel so young, and I'm 30. If you would have asked me when I was 26, I'd be like, oh, my God, 30? You're halfway in the grave. Like well, another thing that I think I have been paying attention to as well with myself and, like, how I feel mentally versus physically... I think the biggest, I definitely have matured as I've gotten older, but the biggest change I've seen is, like, in my body. Mm. Like, I see my body age, mostly, mm. I guess, in, like, how... Your hangovers are? In, like, how... <laughs> my, my hangovers, like, if I work out, like, I get yeah. more sore, like, yeah. my joints creak more than they used to. So, and it's interesting, like, I this really cool podcast called wiser than me um i think i mentioned it before but the host julia louise dreyfus or mm-hmm. if i mess that up she's in seinfeld and beep it's a great show she's in breast cancer survivor oh queen she's also a billionaire heiress oh that. oh my god okay didn't know she that. doesn't need love to fly first class wow good for her mm-hmm. uh but she uh, interviews Jane Fonda, who was, like, in her 80s, I think. Mm-hmm. And she, Jane Fonda talks about how she does not feel as old. Like, she said her dad died. Her dad died when he was 72. And she's, like, in her 80s now. And she said, I feel so much younger right now 
than my dad was at 72 because I have taken really good care of my body. And she's like, mentally, she's like, I am, she's so sharp. She's like, mentally, I, you know, she feels like she is her age, but like, she feels like you like old age is really a matter of like your body and how like when you like if you don't take care of it and keep up with it that is really age yes. as opposed to like and sydney just says the that, years going by like she said that she she read somewhere that like you're was it was it really reading or was it <laughs> for sydney our listeners we'll have s- trust issues we'll say it was probably she probably read it somewhere well she maybe she saw real i don't think she's on tiktok but she's on instagram reels people are real people <laughs> You well, I guess uh, that's what they say. Um, where it was like things that you should do if you want to make sure like you live a long life. And one of them was making sure you're always able to lift your own bag into the overhead bin. Mm. Another one was I think like maybe like be able to walk a mile. Mm-hmm. Like stuff like that. And it's like little things that you have to do to keep your body sharp. Well, yeah. Also, to live a long time. Also, we've talked about the blue zones. Yeah. Where, like, the five zones in the world that people have the greatest, like, life expectancy. And just to put a plug out there, um, I feel like all of that is so real and valid as well as, like, nutrition and just, like, keeping your mind sharp. But all of these, or I think most at least, of these, like, blue zones community is a really big thing for them and i also think practicing gratitude is Mm -hmm. huge in blue zones for sure which is also really important because like i always ask like my older patients like what's the secret to your long life and a lot of them say practicing gratitude which is huge for me especially working as a nurse like that's like something I live my I just like am so grateful all the time for my health my family's health mm-hmm. you know dictator's health yeah one of one of my absolute favorite books I read for the second time for my book club recently called A Tree Grows in Brooklyn if you're bookish at all I would really recommend it it's so good one of my favorite quotes that I pulled out of it is like to look at everything as if it is the first time or the last time first time you're seeing it or the last time you will ever see it like this is the secret to like living like splendor having a splendorous life yes because you know you think about i don't know if you feel that way but i can get sentimental about things sorry my bed is just so squishy it keeps falling off i can get sentimental about that things like you know the feeling maybe like when let's say you left your college for the last time like as a student like, just the feeling of leaving something and knowing that you will never be back there in the same way that you were so regularly for such a long period of time. It's such a nostalgic, like, happy, sad feeling. And I think a lot of times, too, you can even reflect and say, oh, like, did I appreciate it enough while I was in it? Like, how Andy Dwyer says, like, I wish you could know you were in the gold glory years the glory glory days glory days while you were still in them and so I think that's why I think it's important to always be carrying like that knowledge with you and everything that you do like the wonder as if you've seen it for the first time or the appreciation as if it's the last time you will ever see it yeah something in your life is just like i feel like such a beautiful way to practice gratitude yes so just you know this started off as marriage but now we're teaching you how to live to <laughs> live your life yeah 
Yes. With my high level of intellect, what is it? Well, women do statistically live longer than men, so, you know, you gotta be ready, okay? Make sure he has a good life insurance policy. Please. So. Or maybe, like, the women who are marrying men who are younger than them just have it figured out. Like, maybe you'll actually die at the same time if you marry someone who's younger than you. There you go. Just saying. Yeah. (sighs) Anyway. What was your bad move for the week? Um, my baboo for the week was to do yoga, and yes. I did it. Did you call out of any of your morning wake-ups? I did not because of the fear of getting Good locked job. out. Good so job. my new routine is I have this, like, beautiful thing called gym pass, which I did the math. Like, I have clocked in at, like, a $370 value for no. this, this month. And it was, it's only like 200 or something. So it's like, I get two exclusive classes a week and like unlimited of all the other ones. And the exclusive ones would be like the big ones, like core power, soul cycle, berries, solid core. Those are like the exclusive classes. You only get two of those a week. Mm. That's Um, still pretty good. At least on my plan. Yeah. And then like, um, the rest of them, you just get once a day. Um, so I, my new thing is like soul cycle, I used to do a soul cycle, a core power, and those are like my exclusive classes. And then I do a rumble and then there's like this place called, I mean, I, I should gatekeep, but for you guys listening, if you are living in New York city and you would like to save money on your yoga classes, you don't want to spend $40 you need to go to St. Mark's Yoga. Okay, mm. St. Mark's Yoga, $10 a class. Wow. So cheap. And the classes are so good. Um, St. Mark's Yoga, you heard it here. If it becomes overrun, I'll just know we're really, really popular. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, like, a, a good plug. So that is on my plan, but I would just say for anyone who's trying to save money but also – Keep your spiritual and bodily health up for yoga. St. Mark's Yoga, $10 class. And they have live music classes on Fridays. Oh, God, fun. So you like, go and, like, there's live band and, like, you do yoga to the live band. They also have Pilates, 10, 10 bucks. Wow. You just have to make Didn't it all the way to the think that exists in New York City? I know. So that's why I should be gatekeeping it. But for you guys, anything, yes. you know. But um, my babu is yoga. I did do yoga. So I'm happy about that. I think my baboo this week, I have a really big week this week. I'm traveling for work. Ooh, traveling for work. Um, Your baboo should just be to survive. Don't my, put any my unrealistic ba- expectations wait, on yourself. I've got it. Okay. My baboo is to approach this, like, very corporate, heavy pressure cooker week with the confidence of a mediocre white man. Love it. Confidence. Love it. Blind confidence. Be as delusional as them. And you can achieve anything. And confidence. How about you? Love that for you. Thanks. Um, my... Babu. What is it? What is my babu going to be? I don't know. What should my babu be? What was my babu last week? Okay. I know. (laughs) My mind is like a sieve. I can't remember anything these days. Um, you know what? My babu is going to be to pick up a book and read it. <laughs> Just pick it up, like off the floor. Is that <laughs> what you're saying? Yes. 
and then read a couple pages. Elena recommended that book, Our Missing Hearts, if you want to borrow it. Celeste Ng. She wrote, um, she wrote Little Fires Everywhere. Oh. Very good book. Elena um, said she was, it was great. Did you read the book, All the Light We Cannot See? I did. It's one of my absolute favorites. Same. Did you know that they're coming out with a short series? It's, or out. it's out. I haven't seen it. I know yet. I need to I'm watch. I'm waiting until I'm, like, not... I know. Like, I need to be in a place I, where I, like, focus and watch yeah. it. Yeah. I need to be in a place where I can, like, yeah, really zone in. Yeah. It's... I mean, the book was This so is what Dictator good. does. She will grab all the passies and then just, like, put them in her mouth one by one. And, like, spit out the other one. She's, like, a whirling dervish in there. And then she'll be in... A, she'll put another one in. And she'll spit it out. Yeah, and why does she sleep all the way like that at the top of the crib? So strange. Like, she has this whole... Real, all this real estate. All this New York City real estate that we're paying for in this giant crib. Wow. She just sleeps in, like, on the edge in one little corner. She... Maybe she likes to feel confined. I guess. Maybe she misses being swaddled. Maybe. Being in the womb. Don't we all? Yes. Okay, well, this is a twisty turny, but I feel like it was great. I enjoyed it. Yes, you can really see our my ADD coming out. Not merely Mary's. Do you have do you feel like you have ADD tendencies? I feel like we all do, but uh, yeah, yes, I certainly do. I will frequently start a task and then quickly move to another. Yes, one without same. I was literally it. saying that. And mom was like, "Oh my gosh, I do that too." I'm like, "Yeah, we all have ADD. It's a spectrum you just didn't for sure." Medicate us. Oh yeah, 100%. like we probably just are like not, high functioning. I don't want. I don't want anyone to think I'm trying to like. To take away from if you have real struggles with ADD because which because I, I know fine. people who really do struggle with yeah. ADD and it is very very real. Oof. We're just like functioning. Yeah, much like a lot of us are probably functioning with some sort of like social totally <laughs> inability. To I really do probably need, like if I just like locked my phone, I'd probably be fine. I know sometimes I'm like, am I? Is it me or is it that like I have a technology in my life? Yeah, because I feel like it really causes an attention like attention totally inabilities anyway love you guys thanks for listening yes and we hope you have an amazing monday happy anniversary to kate and spencer thanks guys wait i just realized their anniversary hold on i just realized we made this about marriage and it's coming out on your anniversary it's kismet you guys did anybody else hear the when mary (laughs) b brought up it was my anniversary i go oh okay well then let's make the topic this is this is what i'm talking about when i say i miss some things this is what i mean so if there are any men out there listening and you would have caught caught that and you would have caught number one you would have caught when kate said that and number two you thought what i just said was cute follow me on instagram shoot me a dm i am single she is happy anniversary she is like papa john's hot and ready Uh, <laughs> Did you just come up with that? No, I've been saying that for years. But I couldn't remember if it was Papa John's. It was definitely it was not Domino's. It's not Pizza Hut. It is Papa hot John's. Pocket. Papa John's says hot ready. Yes, you are the hottest pocket. Okay. Bye. Monday reset. Let's, Let's go. go.